Yeah, I'm, I'm second. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seventh. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of FPL by Dummies. I'm Tom. And I'm Cam. And I'm not going to lie, I'm absolutely dying. I've been away for the last four days, I've been drinking heavily, and I am absolutely dead. And I've not been drinking heavily, but I'm still absolutely dead, so... No idea Wait. what's going on, but got a splitting headache, and uh, yeah, not good, but we, it was all we those, truck on. We truck it was on. all those, all those uh, little cupcakes and party poppers you had at your friend's one-year-old birthday <laughs> party. Yeah, it was pretty mental. Tom was at Creamfields and uh, I was at a one-year-old's birthday party um, with uh, Grandma in the corner cutting shapes. So, yeah, pretty mental. <laughs> I do now just have an image of Grandma cutting shapes <laughs> in the middle of Creamfields. Is, <laughs> is she like, I assume she's getting some horrible drugs. And, yeah, she's uh, 93, so she's all over that. So. Bloody hell, drinking she's got Zimmer frame and everything. Nah, not even. She doesn't need it. She's uh That's no she she, she got the she got the zim frame but not for like t- t- support it's purely used as a strip teasing pole. Yeah, and I don't want that image. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even my grandma. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is in your it is in your head now. It is in your head now. Um, so yes, uh, welcome back to FUO Dummies. Um, and there's an image of your grandma strip teasing on a zim frame for you while at Crimfield. Thank you very much. Um, we'll be back next week and. Um, Anyway, I'm dead. I'm absolutely dead. I don't know. If we make it through the whole of this recording, I'm hoping for a medal. Um, yeah, or at least um, 10,000 likes on the episode. 10,000 likes on the episodes. Everyone to be, who's listening right now to be subscribed to it, retweet five it. Star. Five stars on Spotify. Um, and, and to send me a personalised medal in the post. I will not be providing my address for that, though. You must find that. <laughs> What's the point in that? <laughs> Like you got you got to find you got to go you got to go to the effort of tracking me down, stalking me, find out where I live, send me a medal, and never contact me again. And then all of the um, spam mail you get after that will be well deserved because they've done well enough to be able to find where you live, etc. They'll be like, I'll start getting like weird things in the post, like you know the um, is it you can send like poo in the post to someone? <laughs> no, that's just what you and your mates do on a Saturday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not a thing that normally happens. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. But I mean, um, apart from me absolutely dying over here, um, which was self-inflicted and you dying, which was not self-inflicted, apart from the fact you were spending all the time with, with the grandma dancing and hitting shapes. Um, I've had a great week. Another good week for Tom. Yeah. More green arrows. Um, I was sat like pre Spurs Forest game on like a hundred K red arrow. And then Perisic and Kulisevsky had like an effective ownership for me of about 30%. And so they caused me to have like a 30 K green instead of the hundred K. Oh, nice. So, yeah. You got 79, was it? 79 points. Um, 79 points yeah, for me. And I got 74. So pretty nice. Um, yeah. I've had a, another lovely green arrow. I mean, it's early in the season and I'm definitely getting way too ahead of myself because I'm going to come crashing back down soon, but currently sat no. Just under 19k. Quickly, how? Just under 19k. 18,753 in the world. In the whole wide world, of all those people, of all 9.842961 million people that are playing. It seems to be that there's like a a bigger uptake this year. Oh, yeah. This is the most. I mean, what last year was, I think we hit 8 million. I think it was 8 million, maybe. Mm. I know the start, well, the start of the game was 7 million last year, and obviously we're all at 9. 
well, we're almost at 10 million people, which is crazy. So, and obviously so many of those people listen to us on a weekly basis. Um, what, I mean, would you captain Mo Salah again? That's really the question to start with. Yeah, I think in all of the multiverses that exist, um, this was the only one where Liverpool won 9 0 and Salah got no attacking returns whatsoever. This um, is the, the timeline where, where Salah killed Thanos. Yeah, this is the only the only kind of consolation is that um, like three million other people also captain Salah. I don't yeah. know exactly how many captained him, but he certainly was the most captain this week. The consolation um, is he got the extra point for a clean sheet. Yeah, so it wasn't just a standard four-pointer. But yeah, I think doing it all over again, well, you said before, it's the right choice, wrong outcome. Um, Absolutely. Like with uh, my my thinking was that Palace at home and Fulham at home are like much harder games than Bournemouth at home are. And lo and behold, Liverpool won 9 0 and City were 2 0 down. But then this is the the whole thing that like you can own players for teams that aren't necessarily going to win every week. But if they lose 3 2, but the player that you own scores and assists both goals, then you're laughing really. But obviously, City did win uh, and Haaland got the goods with three goals. So. Yeah, I guess positives. We we can talk. We can talk positives. Uh, you own Luis Diaz. I own Luis Diaz. Yeah. You own Trent Alexander-Arnold. I own Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah, who cool. both outscored Robbo as well, which I mean, like, was the main other threat that Liverpool, you know, that a lot of people own. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember. Simakas won't have got the clean sheet points because he didn't play for long enough, but he did get two assists, which I think um, would pretty much. I'm just gonna have a look now to see. What he actually scored. Bobby, two goals, three assists. Yeah, two goals, three assists. Crazy. Uh, what did Costas get? He got uh, seven points. So he only got two two fewer points than Robertson and he played like 20 minutes or something like that. So Yeah, it was... Yeah, 21. Definitely the right choice. I mean, obviously we were very lucky with picking the right... Not lucky, actually. Incredibly skilled at picking the right Liverpool players, yep. uh, apart from Salah. Well, like, you literally could have owned... Then this was what makes it worse, is that in a 9-0 win... Four of our defenders had attacking returns and like double figure attacking returns at that. And Salah, yeah. who has had the golden boot for like three out of the past five years, somehow didn't get involved. So, um, as you say, Robertson was probably the biggest threat. I know Virgil got 12 points, but not that many people, I think, own Virgil. No, nah, I mean, anyway, so no, nah, probably not. I mean, a bit cheaper, but yeah, it was, um, it was pretty ridiculous. And obviously, Salah's miss as well wasn't, I mean, a bit of a stinker if he comes with his right foot, but he doesn't, and it, it is it isn't great. But yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. But yeah, by the sounds of it. But yeah, I mean, obviously that was the standout game of the week. I think lots of people as well. I mean, I come onto it a bit later, but obviously, I think most of the game has Haaland as their main striker. But Kane obviously then responded on Sunday afternoon with a brace of his own and could have had a, um, a hat trick with his missed penalty. He obviously um, doesn't own Perisic in his FPL team. That's what well, I'm saying. Exactly. Perisic would have got an assist and then probably got full bonus again. Absolutely fuming. Going off at 70 minutes. Absolutely uh, fuming. I was just Honestly. happy that the, the clean sheet was banned. <clears throat> but then, yeah, seeing the highlights and the fact that he crossed the ball for the penalty, it was just like, oh, Harry, stick it away. Yeah, no, it was very, I would say it's very strange. It was not another clean sheet for Perisic is nice. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, uh, Erling Haaland is an absolute joke for a man. Yeah, he's uh, his third goal as well. Like his first two are just right place, right time, which is obviously such a you can't teach that. That is just striker's in- instinct. But to like sit Joel Ward down, who was like 
I'm going to laugh again, coming at him from behind. Hey. Um, like, that's so hard to do. And he, um, yeah, just absolutely bodied him and then slotted it away for, for goal number three. So, yeah, obviously, Jesus didn't deliver. Uh, both of us had him as vice, but um, 88 minutes and a, and a yellow card left him mudded on just one point. But Yeah, I mean... He, I mean, yeah. Again, he, his ownership was above a hundred percent because of stupid effective ownership and how shit it is. Um, so yeah, I was very, very happy mm. that he he did nothing. Um, yeah, very happy. Sterling getting actually. his first goals for for Chelsea. Uh, I mean, the first one was pretty trash, just like the deflection that took it over Danny Ward. But um, again, the right one. place, right time for the second one. Reese James again getting another attacking return. So. I was saying to Tom earlier this week that I think my move for this, I've got two free transfers um, and I think I'm going to use one of them to get rid of Mendy because um, five million, he's just not really delivering the the points. Um, So I think I'm going to switch to Robert Sanchez um, and save myself the money. And then in a few weeks, I might get James in because he's picked up from last season, isn't he, on the attacking front. So Yeah, he's looking... Looking pretty tasty, isn't he? He's uh, he's he's doing 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 the business. What do you, what's your take on uh, United with or without Ronaldo? Obviously, they won the early um, kickoff this week with Bruno without um, scoring again. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent without. I, I think they should have got rid of him um, ages ago. Now, There's still a few days of the transfer window to go. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. I don't think. Well, there's potential for him to go to Napoli. Apparently, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I you just. He's just, he's just he's just not he just doesn't fit in the team and what they want to do at the moment. So it's time for him to move on, and it's time for him to move. On, I think as best as possible, in the best interests of all the clubs, because otherwise of hit you know of Man United, otherwise it's going to go more and more downhill, isn't it? Really, it's just not going to mm. be. It's not going to be good for anyone. I mean, Ronaldo's obviously going to be a legendary Man United, but he could tarnish that quite. I don't, I don't think it will tarnish it, but will. It won't be it diminish how good he was and yeah. has been. I mean, last year he played really, he scored a lot of goals. And we sort of forget 18, that. Exactly. But uh, obviously, he's not performing particularly well in the team as in a team dynamic. And so, time for him to go, really. Well, it's like, yeah, he scored 18 goals, but the team finished sixth or seventh. Um, yeah. So, okay, he got good numbers, did bring goals to the team, won them certain games, like Spurs at home comes to mind, Spurs away comes to mind. Um, but there were plenty of other games that season where he scored, but United as a team didn't play well um, and they ended up drawing, losing the game. Um, I was really surprised to see they've signed Anthony for £80 million as well. 85. Wow, ridiculous. Just, I think he's a good player, but I, d- I don't see United needing more wingers. I, honestly, yes. I mean, why? Like that's literally the position they have the most players in. Exactly. They don't have, like, obviously Rashford and Martial can play through the middle, but they're not renowned world-class strikers. Like, they, they get goals from wide positions, I think, but they're not out-and-out number nines, even though Martial wears a shirt. Um, so why they've not... Because, I mean, this what's potential, and this is why I say it, is that um, there's talk of Osimhen going to United from Napoli and Ronaldo going to Napoli, because then... United have a young striker with great potential going forwards and Ronaldo gets his final few years of Champions League football, um, which could work, but apparently Napoli want well over three figures. But the, but the thing is that Sky were saying, you know, with the pending signing of Anthony, but I'm like, 
surely you spend like they can't afford to buy Anthony and a striker for over 100 mil but I'm so like, buy the striker you buy the striker for 100 mil and absolutely invest maybe in like I don't know a slightly cheaper winger uh, I get that he's worked with Ten Hag and he likes him but it's just not the position they need um, I know City have obviously shown that you can play without a number nine but then they did go and sign the best one in the world um, at the first opportunity so at almost and, half and, the price and at almost half the price of Anthony yeah. and I mean um, you know they and United aren't City, so even though City have shown that it can be done, they're by far and away a better team than United. So, yeah, I'm super baffled by that signing. But best of luck to them if it means they're mudded for this year. Then I'll be laughing. <laughs> oh, you're a horrible man! You're a horrible man. Uh, Brentford hit the work three times against Everton, and I wanted to. How many to... of them was it, uh, None. Okay. <laughs> no, Tony Norgard Jensen. Mbomo did miss two sitters yesterday, so we won't talk about that. I did tell you. A haul is coming. A haul is coming. <laughs> he is going to absolutely... It's going to be oh, game week 14, but it's coming. He'll be game week 14 when I've changed him out for Tony. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a bit annoying. Uh, Brighton obviously beating Leeds, and Brighton have now... Fun fact for you, Brighton have conceded the least amount of goals in the Premier League this year, only tied with... Ooh, Man City? Yeah, it? Spurs, correct. Thank you. Fun fact for me. Thank you very much, Cam. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, Arsenal got the goal in at Fulham. Mitric scored another shitty goal. And, oh, Steven Gerrard. Thoughts? Is he going? I don't know. Have they they have they have won a game yet or did they get a draw? Uh, they, I mean, I mean all the, all all the fun facts for me. They've not had a good, a good start to the season. Uh, they are they're 15th with a win but three losses uh, below Nottingham Forest I don't know it's it's been a tough start let's have a look at their fixtures uh, coming up um, I think they've got quite a tough game next time out I can't remember they're yeah they beat, midweek. They, beat they beat Everton in game week 2 they beat Everton in game week 2 2-1 two, two, yeah but they're just yeah exactly um, well apart from Brentford um yeah, yeah. is there, is there actual talk of him going? I no, I, but I mean, after that amount, after those first four games, I would say they probably were expecting more points than three, I and mean, and they've looked poor. They shouldn't have lost to Bournemouth. Absolutely, um, they've had Diego Carlos get injured, which you know doesn't affect the entirety of the team. But he's a, he's a big miss, I think. And then Palace are in good form. Um, Although West Ham, that was their first win this season, they are still a really good team. And they then go to Arsenal and then have City at home. So I can't see them getting any more than maybe a point at Arsenal um, unless they pull something incredible out of the bag, especially against City. So I think they've got to wait until at least next Saturday when they play Leicester before they've got any hope of kind of turning the situation around. Um, I know obviously it's a results business, but I feel like they've, They've got to be realistic about who they're expecting to pick points up off of um, in the start of the season. Uh, obviously, they've kind of got the ambition of pushing for European places, but they're not going to beat City or Arsenal realistically. So if they do or lose those, lose those games, like I don't think Gerard should lose his job over that. Like If they then lose to Leicester or Southampton or Leeds even, then maybe it's a bit more of a conversation, but we're four games in. Like... With the team he's got, I mean, it's not like we're talking about some shit players. He, it's not no. like he's. It's not like he's got a team full of 
you know, I mean, just because they lost 9-0, I apologise for any Bournemouth fans, but it's not like he has a team which has Bournemouth, you know, but they're missing loads of players and they're struggling to even have a bench. He has a very well-depth team with a lot of very high-quality players in that team. But, you know, that like they're above West Ham, they're above Wolves, <coughs> they're above Leicester, all teams that you will expect to finish around about mid-table, if not higher this year. Um, so it's not the end of the world. I think... Like Fulham and Forest are probably the two teams that are above them that you might expect them to be ahead of. Um, and obviously Leeds and Brighton have had ridiculous starts to the season. But I don't think it's it's all doom and gloom. I mean, it's maybe a slightly different scenario, but you know, people could talk be talking about Klopp's job or Ten Hag's job. Like neither of those teams have had particularly good starts to the season by their standards or their squads, but um no one's really talking about them that way, so I think he deserves a bit more time. Uh, you can tell you're a Liverpool fan. Um, <laughs> uh, finally, Ellen to Maxman scores an absolute worldy goal in the 90th minute. Nervous again. Yeah, yeah, I mean both. But say Max, what a poor man. Well, so Max's was better, but like just Neves again with another like outside of the box belter into the bottom corner. He just he doesn't score easy goals, does he? Isn't it the majority of his goals have? Isn't it he scored more goals from outside the box than inside the box or something he like that? One header as far as I'm aware, from inside the box. And that was well, that's it. Newcastle away. Um, and that's his only goal outside inside the box? I think so. That is impressive. I may do. I may look at that it's and the, see. It's the complete opposite scenario of Rude Van Nistelrooy, who literally like, <laughs> scored all of his goals in the box. Like, that's mad. Merchant. He is a long shot merchant, to a be very fair. Very good long shot merchant, but a, long but shot a, mer- merchant. a, mer- a merchant nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all, that's all the games this week. Um, I've yeah, I mean, I ba- I told us I should have done the match of the day challenge. You know, we don't like, don't look at any results because I had no signal where I was anyway. Mm. Um, but I didn't because I really wanted to see if Brentford had won. They hadn't. Um, yeah, so that, that's in the yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to Snogmare Void. If you haven't listened to us before, Snog short term pick, marry long term pick, avoid. <laughs> Someone who's an absolute dickhead. Do not pick. <laughs> Short-term pick, long-term pick. Do not pick. That's so much easier. I usually go on a big old waffle and ramble about Snog Mario Voids, which is what I'm you doing now. Waffle. Do you love waffle? Um, Snogs, Cam, would you like to kick us off today? Or would you like me yeah. to kick you off? No, it's fine. I'll, I'll go. I've talked about him already, but I think my Snog, and it's a bit of a weird one because I think most people would think he's a Mario, but I'm going to suggest Harland as my my Snog, just from the point of view of they have Forrest at home next, which you would hope or expect and or hope it's going to be an absolute thumping. Uh, as I mentioned, they go away to Villa on Saturday. Again, maybe not another thumping, but you'd expect him to score, followed by Spurs next week. Um, so quite nice game to bar the Spurs game. Um but I just I've I've heard rumours that once the Champions League starts, which it will do from midweek next week, uh, that Haaland will have the potential to rotate. Um and so my provisional plan, yet to be C, uh, is to transfer Haaland out. Um what? I, was gonna, I was gonna talk about him as my Mary, but my if I, I didn't have someone else in, my Mary would be Kane. Um he has three goal involvements in his last three games. Uh, no, actually four goal involvements in his last three games. He scored in each of the last three. Um, and he just looks like he has that fire in his belly and is playing really well and scoring goals. Uh, but unlike Haaland, I don't think he has the potential to rotate. Um, 
so much, especially in the league. Like Richarlison might play some of the Champions League group games and stuff, but I think Kane is pretty much set to start each week. So for that reason, because we're going to enter Pep Roulette season quite shortly, um, I'm going to recommend Haaland, but only as a snog. Um, I completely disagree with you, to be honest. That's fine. That's it. Think no, that. no, no justification. Just completely disagree with you. Why? Why do you disagree? Uh, I said no justification, but um, I'll give you one. Um, I just—I mean, from two points really. One ownership's obviously out out off the charts. Um, and Conte said similar for Richarlison playing. Now I know he'd come on with Kate with Kane, but I just—did you see him get clattered? just (laughs) inject it into my veins um yeah what a horrible bastard um i'd love if he was playing for my team i actually loved it he wasn't playing for my team so i think he's think he's a knobhead um that's just because he'd be playing for brentford so you'd love him regardless uh, yeah not biased at all um i just it's one of those yeah i think harlan could potentially as shown yesterday not in 90 minutes but in the last 30 minutes of a game scored three goals now, if he's not starting, he can go off the bench and do that. Um, I think Harry Kane will get a bit more rotation this year, just because I think he gets used and abused every year, and they've actually bought a striker. And it's like, well, with the Champions League, they've also got Champions League football this year as well. So, surely they can't expect Harry Kane to play every single week. Um, Pep's obviously also said the same that he doesn't expect Haaland to play this that as well. But it's sort of then you just play the odds of well, who do I think will have more of an impact off the bench? I think Kane will probably play more minutes, but I think Haaland has a, a higher potential. Ceiling. Yeah. Um, they got, Man City got severe first game, which is obviously, in, is it next week? Yeah, next Wednesday. And I don't know who Tottenham have got in the first game. Uh, they got Marseille. So, I mean, they're both relatively tough games. So, I, I don't know whether we'll see this week, potentially Kane getting rested and also potentially Haaland getting rested. Um, I just, I mean, it's just so hard to call. Um, so therefore, I'll be sticking with Haaland because a sixty-seven percent of people own Haaland, and you're taking a big old risk if you do move away from him. That's all. Fair. Who's your snog? My snog is I have to check Pascal Gross because I love a bandwagon. <laughs> um, your middle name, middle name, played, isn't it? Played striker on the weekend. He's a was he five point seven midfielder, and he played striker. Yeah, I mean, all aboard that, absolutely. Get me involved. I don't know who I would remove to get him in. That's my issue, really. I mean, if I could find an extra million, I'd finally bloody get him boom up to Tony, but I would have to upgrade one of my 4.5 midfielders. Don't really know where to do that from. So I actually have absolutely no idea where I'm getting an extra million from. But if I had the ability, if I was on a player that wasn't performing particularly well, last week we talked about Saka and Mount, well, you can do a nice, lovely drop to Pascal Gross. And then you can jump up one of your 4.5 million strikers or one of your lower price strikers up to someone like a Tony, like a whoever else is around that. Callum Wilson. Um, really like it. He's an enabler, obviously, still. Um, he's super cheap. And he just played the last game at striker, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to have to issue a, a public apology to Matty Brown, um, good friend of the pod. But um, he mentioned growth and like it was fully bandwagon. E, um, when we we saw him a couple of weeks ago after the United game and he scored his two goals, he said he liked the look of him and um, was thinking about bringing him in. I've not checked if he has done or not, but um, as you say, he has 
uh, four goal involvements in his past four games, uh, 35 points, which is one of the top scoring midfielders ahead of Salah, ahead of Popala. Uh, he's only second to Rodrigo, actually, in midfielders um, in points returns. And yeah, Brighton are playing incredibly well and have really nice fixtures going forward for the next few weeks. So yeah, I've had to eat a bit of humble pie and he's only 14.5% owned. Um, kind of understandable, as you said, like I think lots of people have the 4.5 playing midfielders of Josh De Silva, uh, Andreas Pereira. And then if they do own 6 million midfielders, it's probably Jack Harrison, Rodrigo, Odegaard, Martinelli, that sort of uh, group of players. And then 8 million midfielders at like Kulisevsky or, or Diaz. So he probably, he doesn't really fit in anywhere, but if he's playing striker and, you know, he has shown that he's scoring goals this year, um, then he could be well worth a punt. Anyway, Marys, who are you suggesting we marry this week? Uh, my marry this week is one that everyone seems to be getting a little bit too excited about, is Mo Salah. Ah, people, people, people. There's a reason that people wear Mo Salah. There's a reason he's £13 million. This is Mo fucking Salah. Um, he currently has... I mean, I know we don't talk XG on this podcast and we're not a big fan of it, um, but he currently has the highest of all Liverpool players. Um, he also currently has the second highest expected assists of all players. The fact he didn't return yesterday is a bit ridiculous, but he doesn't normally do that. He also has penalties. He also plays for a team who scores ridiculous amount of goals, as we saw yesterday. Please do not transfer out Mo Salah. If you do not own Mo Salah, I would recommend buying Mo Salah. Mo Salah is the person you should have in your team. Buy if Mo you're Salah. transferring out Mo Salah, then great, because... Um... It means that my effective ownership is lower, so keep transferring them out if you want. Uh, okay, unless you're Cam. Uh, so, sorry, <laughs> my, my advice, buy. Cam's advice, sell. <laughs> but I feel like we're coming from different different paths here, where mine yeah, is absolutely. actual advice. If you, if you want to do well in this game, then of course own Salah. It's going to be an absolute repeat of last week, where everyone sold Trent. Uh, this week, they're all selling Cancelo and Salah um, for absolutely no reason, like... Um, just own the guy. He's got three golden boots in the past five years. Um, he's going to, if not do it again, be very close. So, yeah, you've got to own him, really. Yeah, the biggest, according to Live FPL, um, again, if you haven't, if you don't use Live FPL, definitely worth using that just on livefpl.com, I think it is. Um, it just shows you, oh, sorry, LivePL, livefpl.net. Um, it's just a tool that shows sort of like rankings and things like that. The biggest combination move last week was Trent to Perisic. I mean, yeah, that's just stupid. Like, it's exactly the same thing. Um, he's not going to miss that sitter that he did on the weekend every time. Actually, to honest, he probably nine times out of ten will score that. Um, he had a lot of chances yesterday, which he, normally he would score. Um, he is a ridiculously good player and will score a ridiculous amount of goals this year in a team which is normally ridiculously good. They've had three bad games to start the season and now all of a sudden they're shit. Well, they're just beating Bournemouth 9 mil, which is a record in the Premier League. So mm. don't get too excited. Keep Mo Salah. Have Haaland up front. Like a cam. Uh, <laughs> um, I just, I just, he's, he's just such an obvious pick for me. I'm Tom's even tempted to captain him this week. Cause, I mean, he's one of those players that because he's blanked last week, will probably go and score like five goals this, this weekend. So, um, well, as I say, I think it will probably be the case where like we'll draw two all with Newcastle, but Salah will score both of those goals or like get a goal and assist. So um, even if we don't necessarily win the game because it's a hard fixture on paper, 
in the same way it was that like that for City with Palace. They they did end up winning, but Holland obviously got three goals. So Salah will probably do the same. Yeah, he's just he's just a nuts player, and he's one of those people that I think people go over a bit overexcited uh, when someone like oh he didn't blank in the one nine nil. It's like like you said earlier, it's like when when which timeline will that ever happen again? Never, literally, yeah. literally never. Um, <clears throat> uh, he had one shot on target and three off target in that one game. Yep, Poe Pala, keep him. Um, <laughs> my marry is going to be Robert Sanchez. As I said, I'm going to get Mendy out this week and I'm going to bring him in. Um, it was a very close run affair that I didn't start the season with him, but... I thought Chelsea were going to be a lot more solid than they they have been this year. I mean, even in the uh, game that they conceded against United away, he still got four points because of um, bonus and uh, save points. So he's had a return in every other game, uh, keeping a clean sheet. As you mentioned, they've conceded the... Wait, you said they've conceded three, but they've only conceded one against United. Well, then my fun fact at the start of this episode was completely wrong. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm reading this right. But anyway. I was reading um, something different, obviously. They have Fulham up next, Leicester at home, Bournemouth away, Palace at home. Um, And he was in contention with uh, David Rea to be my next keeper. Um, But I just think even though uh, Brentford have, you know, on paper, much more green uh, on the FDR and for a longer period of time, I think those fixtures that Brentford play are actually harder than Brighton's green fixtures, if that makes sense. But also, yeah. Brentford aren't as defensively solid as Brighton have been this season. So, whilst Raya might get save points, and you know, he did you say he got six saves and then two bonus on the weekend? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was ridiculous. So he, he ended up with six points, even though they conceded. Um, but I just think Sanchez is a much safer bet. And a lot of people are agreeing because he's had a price rise and he's transferred in by 200k so far. So I think, yeah, I'm going to move Mendy to Sanchez to make use of a transfer and he's going to be my number one for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not annoyed, but it's just sort of like, it's a bit frustrating because I owned Sanchez for so long last season and he was so bloody average. Yeah. And now he's doing so bloody well. And your Brentford bias meant that you went for Raya instead. And then that stopped me getting Rico Henry the other week. So anyway, we move. Um, avoids. Let's take out some of that vented up, sorry, pented up rage. And just let me just scream and shout about someone. Unfortunately, the person <laughs> I've picked this week, I don't even want to scream and shout out because I absolutely love the bloke. Uh, Kieran Tripper is my void this week. Um, he's... I'm putting going to start this. He's not an actual avoid. I just think he's been bought in by quite a lot of people this week, and I would say avoid getting him in for the next couple of weeks if you do want him. Wait for about three weeks, I'd say. Um, he's been bought in this week by. Let's have a quick look. Um, t- t- too many people, in my opinion, but uh, um, 153,000 people already, um, and the fixtures coming up next. Obviously, Liverpool is the next game, which. We all know it's a tough one. Then Crystal Palace at home. Um, Crystal Palace looked great last few games. Um, that's going to be a tough game for them again. I think Palace. Everyone's been put. Palace has been put as a green fixture this uh, this year on the FDR, and it definitely one hundred percent is not. Um, they look really good, and therefore I'd probably avoid getting Trippier for at least two weeks because I just think 
both Liverpool and Palace will score. Uh, Trippier might score a worldy free again, but it doesn't happen every other week, does it? Yeah, I mean, his streak of points returns in uh, every game week so far came to an end yesterday against Wolves. Um, and as you say, his fixtures coming up are quite difficult. I transferred him out for Perisic. Um, it was a tough decision, but yeah, the, the fixtures are quite tough. And even if Newcastle gets something out of the game, I think it's quite unlikely that Trippy is going to be providing like big attacking returns. So yeah, I'd probably join you on that avoid. So not a strong um, avoid, just a little avoid. How about yeah. you, Cam? Um, I'm going to stick to my guns. Um, we have a bit of a trend on the pod that there are players that um, we hate for a season and recommend avoiding every week. A few years back, it was Josh Widson. Last year or the year before, it was uh, Tom with Werner. Um, and this year, it seems to be me with Mitrovic. Um Obviously, did score another goal on the weekend, which takes him to four goals this season. Only, the only like non-points return was when he missed his penalty against Wolves. Um, but he was very fortunate to get the goal he did, which obviously you know he did do. Um, so it is a, a plus next to his name. But I just think I still think that he's going to have this goal-scoring flurry at the beginning of this season, and then he's going to die down. Um, then they play Brighton next, which, as we've well talked about, is quite a tough team. They go away to Spurs, have Chelsea at home before then playing Forest away. And even then, Forest aren't any mugs. Like Spurs, I think, had to dig quite deep to uh, get that win uh, yesterday. So I think whilst Mitrovic proved me wrong last week and, and scored another goal, I think his, uh, not his days are numbered, but yeah, he's not going to score buckets of goals this season I don't think anyway so I would suggest to avoid him and that is something we avoid for the week um, if you listened to us last week we did start a new segment called Problem Children unfortunately this week I don't think there is any well I've been off Twitter because obviously I've been drunk for the last four days uh, you haven't been on Twitter for the last four days um, so yeah there, is, there isn't really any that I know of a lot of people are transferring out Cancelo I said to marry him last week and still stand by that completely um, so we were going to do him, but me and Cam both agreed that we think he isn't a problem. So therefore, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't, with our honest bones in our body, give you any advice to get rid of him because our advice would be keep him. So that's problem children so for the week. You said you're probably going to burn a transfer this week. I probably am. Um, th- so I do have one potential move which I could make, which will be to um, bin my favourite man of all time, Brian and Bumo, for one week only and go to uh, someone else, not sure who, a £6 million midfielder just for a week uh, because obviously Brentford Palace this week, I think it's a tough game and I will be playing uh, Bumo. My also idea behind it is obviously with Champions League coming up, I'm not sure whether Perisic can be someone that wants, I'm going to keep my team for long term and so I can bin him down to a 4.5 and then have the money in the bank to get Mbomo up to Tony. That is an option. So it's one of those. And I'm probably going to captain in Carol Jesus at the moment. Yourself? Um, yeah, already mentioned I'm going to go for uh, Mendy to Sanchez. Otherwise, I'm going to say roll a transfer. Um, keep the other one. Because I, I was tempted to drop Kulisevsky to Odegaard just because... Um, without jumping on the bandwagon, he has started the season really, really well. Um, don't know if it's fair to say he was unfortunate to not get 
returns in the first two games, I think it was. Um, but since then, he has got two goals, uh, three goals rather. Um, yeah, didn't get any returns against Palace or Leicester, but has scored three goals in his past two games. Uh, and so, yeah, his his good form is now turning two points. So, tempted to drop Kulisevsky to Odegaard, but Kulisevsky obviously did get an assist last time out. Um, it's been a little bit quiet other than that, but I think I'm going to give him a little bit longer um, and then maybe review the situation. But yeah, like you, I think hopefully Perisic goes up tonight, um, which will be some extra money in the bank. And then I can swap him for Reese James or yeah, someone like that. So yeah, just the one transfer this week. Um, and then who will I captain? Um I mean, Forrest at home for Haaland is very tasty, but then, <clears throat> as is well documented, Jesus at home to Villa, who aren't in good form. It's another, like, all three of them are at home this week with pretty decent chances of points returned. So, yeah. Yeah. And my worry the armbands on Salah, but... Yeah, my worry on Haaland, obviously, Champions League, obviously, coming up. Uh, so, you know, is he is he going to be rested this game or not? Um <clears throat> Haaland or Jesus I think probably going to be my pick this week probably not going to go Salah for this one Newcastle have looked good in my opinion but I mean he could easily score one, two or three goals this weekend this midweek oh, I hate his midweek maybe even more um, week after obviously I always forget this is a double a double episode um, is that going to be Salah against Everton oh I didn't realise that we had a Merseyside derby um my brain is too frazzled to try and work out who of my team is playing who the week after without it in front of me. So You've got, I'll give you the options, because it's only going to be one of three more than likely, unless you go a bit rogue. It's either going to be Mo Salah versus Everton, it's going to be Erling Haaland versus Aston Villa, or it's going to be Gabriel Jesus versus Man United. Probably isn't going to be any other choices there. Yeah, probably not Jesus, so between Haaland and Salah. I think, uh, what's his face? Uh, Harland is away, isn't he? He's not at home. But uh, both um, both are away. Both are away. Yeah, but um, City have quite a good record against Villa. Um, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, should we look at the league? Yeah, we'll have a quick look at the league. So top scorer for this week is Andy Whiteman, ninety-eight yep. points. So close. So, so close to 100. Higher. And literally, had he dropped Walker for Dunk or De Silva for Dunk, he would have crossed that magical ton. Yeah, but I mean, still, what a ridiculous score. Uh, yeah, very, very, well very played good. captain pick. Oh, um, he doesn't have Salah. I know, that I did see ridiculous. that. Harland, Kane and Jesus all up top. And Captain Luis Diaz. I mean, I mental. like it. It's double, good. double Liverpool defence. That is... He's gone very big at the back and the front and then got this tiny little midriff in the middle. No premium assets whatsoever, but up top and at the back he's got major, major players. So yeah, well done. Um, shout out to John Oggs, who was just one point behind him at 97. He's so um, far ahead of me now already. Very, very close to make, breaking that magical ton. But yeah, he's streaking Not- ahead. Knocked me off my top spot. Top 1k or just outside at 1,018. Just just going to keep adding into the fact that I'm second. 
already over 300 points. Yeah, I'm, I'm second. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seventh. <laughs> That's not too bad. I mean, you're only five places behind me, mate. Um, and if you want to come and join our league, it's BJ3GEE. And of course, there'll be a tweet up sure, during the week to come and join. Um, that's it. Is that all we've got time for? That's all we've got time for. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go and sleep for 12 hours. My room is maybe. already getting dark, but I'm going to go and lie down in a dark room and, and cry. <laughs> We're both going to cry and you can come back next week to find out if we are crying more or we finally made more green arrows. Our good starts of the seasons are going even better. Our bad starts, of the, or we could it could all turn around. I could be outside top one mil by next week because I mean we've got two game weeks to go. So who knows? Um, come and follow us on Twitter, FPL Dummy Cam over there, FPL Dummy Tom over here, and our main channel is the FPL by Dummies. Um, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, we've had an absolute recording nightmare tonight. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But <laughs> if you are hearing this. You are very welcome because it's been an absolute bloody nightmare. <laughs> yeah, if, if, <laughs> if you're hearing this, well done to Cam because he's absolutely smashed it. So uh, we will see you back again next week for more fun and probably, let's be honest, a bit yeah. more depression. Uh, see you again next week. Bye for now. Bye.